Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. These DJs are superstars. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Kevin, while I was uh, out on leave, I understand that you got arrested and did some time in jail for uh, armed robbery of a, mm. a carjacking or something. What happened? No, that didn't happen. This is actually, oddly enough, last week, Bean, while oh. I was sick. <laughs> last week I was sick Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And Tuesday night I went to get an IV to get more fluids in my body because I'd been throwing up like a crazy person. Yeah. For about uh, 48 hours. Yeah, you've already given us plenty of details about the, the voluminous vomit. Yes, okay. so we're fine. We got that. But, but, I mean, it wasn't just the upper spigot. <laughs> no, understood. Oh, yeah. God. I need more info on that. Yeah. Oh. No, we got it. We okay. got it. So I called my, doc- I called my doctor and I said, so hey. the, the sprinkler was uh, hitting the whole yard. Correct, yes. Okay, understood. <laughs> so I called my doctor and I said, hey, is there some kind of a stopper or a plug that I can get? And he tells me what to get. So I, I get in my car and I feel very weak. You can already see I'm defending myself. Mm-hmm. And, can, we, um, can we just stop for one second yeah. and imagine, are you going to the hardware store? Like, where did the doctor send you to get a plug? <laughs> What's happening here? A figurative here? plug to stop things from happening. Medicine? Yes. Okay. All right. Gotcha. And, and a plug if needed. I, don't, I didn't care. I just needed it to stop. So I go to CBS Drugs and I park and I go inside and I wander around and I sort of forget why I'm there, you know, oh, because geez. I was really sort of out of it. Again, already <clears throat> making an excuse. And Does anybody uh, have any emodium? It's an emergency for Kevin. <laughs> so I get what I'm looking for and I walk out into the parking lot and I get my car and I sit back and you know how sometimes do you have the electric seats being? Mm-hmm. And you have it set on a setting and sometimes when you turn off the car it'll move forward. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it does shift a little, yeah. Okay, so I get in my car, and my seat is a little more than that forward. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is weird. Why did my seat go forward? Yeah. doesn't even make any sense. But then I just put my head back, and I was like, okay, listen, all you got to do, get your seat back in the right position, then just drive home and take all of the medicine that you have at once, and then hope things get better. Sure. So then I looked to the passenger seat, and there was a <laughs> There was a baby. <laughs> there was a bear. <laughs> it was a child seat. No! Oh, Allie was oh, kidding. kidding. <laughs> there was a child seat, not in the, the not worst. in the passenger seat, but in the back right seat. Oh no. And then I and I was thinking really slowly, clearly. Mm-hmm. And then I was yeah, like you're, you're fuzzy, you're all hopped up on stuff. And I was like, wait, do I have a car seat? No. Okay. Okay. And I look around, there's a there's like a brush in the front. I'm like, hmm, this isn't my car. Oh, okay. And this has happened to me before. A yes. A couple yeah. times. What's up with that? Right. So I get in the car, and then as it sort of comes over me like, oh, you're not in your car, I feel like I'm a crook, and I have to get out of the car immediately. Sure. I can't get out quick enough. 
and I forget my medicine, and then I have to go back in and get the medicine. I'm looking around the lot to see if anybody's seeing me. Yeah, because the first thing they're going to think is you are trying to steal this car. Right, and they're going to call the police. I'm Which is get exactly what you'd think if you came out yes. of a store and you saw somebody sitting in your car. What if some dude's eating? in my car? Right. I right. would go cry, but that would drive me crazy. Right, yeah, using your course. brush. <laughs> and car seat. <laughs> so I got out of the car as quickly as I could, and I went and I got in my car, which was two cars over. Now, it was the same make and model. Uh-huh. It was a Ford Explorer. Okay. And it was also black. Sure. So I mean, does that get that... me off the hook? <laughs> no, it doesn't, but it does help. It does help. It it's helps, like you, right? It's not, yeah, it's not like you got a you know a bright yellow Mustang or something like right. that. I mean, at least it was the same car. But it's same weird car. to me in 2018 in the parking lot of a drugstore that that person left their car unlocked. Yeah, that's how you were able to get into their car. Yeah, correct. Un- unlocked, which surprises me. Yeah, so I think they were asking so that, for you, man. That's oh, on them. Wow. It is kind of on them. But look, if you don't want somebody this sitting in your so car, great. lock your car. I was thinking it was my bad. No. Oh, it you're in the right. Is your bag? <laughs> no, Kevin's in the right. I got his back. I got his back on this one. Thank you. Now this has <laughs> happened to you guys, right? Never. Once? Not once. No. Once. No. One Never. Time. Chip? Never. Allie? No. Once. How about you? How many? How many? I think that makes four. <laughs> oh, oh Kevin. my gosh. I mean, Kevin. I, we remember the, the valet. We remember the valet. the valet. But in my defense, the valet gave me the keys and said, this is your car. Mm-hmm. Remember? Right. And I had bought it the day before. So I was like, all right. I don't, okay. I don't know I'll what I bought. I'll give you a little bit of pass for that one. Okay. So that's, so that's two. two what about the other ones? <laughs> they were further back. But I just remember uh-huh. I, I can't get the feeling out of my head of somebody's going to think I'm trying to steal this car. Right. A, right. And then B, what the F is wrong with me? How many Ubers would you say you've gotten Two. in? Okay, that weren't. That's yours. just in the last month, uh, though. Kevin. Weren't even Uber cars. Two cars that <laughs> okay. I thought were my Uber, uh-huh. and I opened the back door and I said Uber, mm-hmm. and one guy said no, so I didn't get in, and then right. another girl didn't say anything, so I started getting in, and she tore out. <laughs> yeah. So this seems to be happening more than for most. But do you have friends who have done it? No, nope. none times. Mm-mm. Bean? Yeah, none times. Look, I'm just going to say again in Kevin's defense: if you don't want Kevin in your car, <laughs> don't open the door and don't ever unlock it. <laughs> I think that's good advice. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. They're idiots. Striker uh, is sitting in with us this week. Nice enough to come in. Thanks for having me. Hang out. Yeah, sure. Um, you said that. Before you came in, I think on Sunday you said that you were Ambien talking. I was. What? Um, explain that. Okay, well. Because Ambien's a sleeping drug that does really weird things to people. It does very weird things to you if you don't follow the rules of taking Ambien, in my opinion. And the rules are when you take it, within about 10 minutes, you got to turn off your computer. Okay. Turn off the TV. Turn off the lights. Get the phone out of the bed. Right. And get in a comfortable position because it's not mind over matter. You may think you're awake. But then all of a sudden you're sleeping, and if your eyes are open, Dr. Drew could probably explain the medical side, but it's almost like being a blackout drunk. Mm -hmm. So the other night, yes, I was just talking, but more recently I have a better story of just talking nonsense to my wife, and this is what happened. I took the Ambien because I had to get up super early. It was very late. I haven't been sleeping very much, and I did follow all my rules. But six minutes after I took the pill, I Mm -hmm. realized I forgot. Emailed this guy about something very important <laughs> with the show. Oh, no. Now so, you know you're on a timer? Right. So I'm like, I've got this. I feel good. 
Well, sometime between the time I put my foot out of the bed on the carpet yes. to grabbing the laptop mm-hmm. and bringing it back in the bed, I fell asleep. Oh, what? So I opened I thought the you were laptop. Say you fell. You fell asleep. I fell asleep, but your mind is still. Your eyes are open, but you're like you are somewhere else. Okay. So I was doing work on the computer. Oh. I was going crazy. <laughs> After about thirty minutes on the computer. I start walking around my house with the laptop, and my wife, who was in the other room, because she didn't want to go to bed at 9 p.m. that night, right. she didn't see me. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm playing baseball. She's <laughs> like, what? She's like, I'm playing baseball. Holding she, a computer. She's like, what, what do you mean you're playing baseball on the computer? She took the computer. I was not playing baseball. Right. Mm. I spent 35 minutes on the computer Applying to college at the University of Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty strong. Were you accepted? No. No, that's ridiculous. How could they not accept you? Were you trying to play baseball at the University of Phoenix? I don't know what it was. Oh, that's magic. But one of my go-tos when I'm talking, as my wife Katie tells me, is I'm playing baseball often I talk about, and and I'm on a boat. Did you play baseball and are you on a boat? Uh, I, I enjoy boats, but they're not in my necessarily top 30 things of liking So that's life. weird that that's the stuff you bring up when you're on Ambien. Right, yeah, but baseball, I loved playing baseball as a kid, but I don't know why that. I, I don't that's know. Bizarre. But I was applying to college. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yes. I stopped taking Ambien after one time. Mm-hmm. This is the last time I took it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep. I have a lot of problems sleeping. So I hadn't slept for three or four days, and I was like, I really need to take a nap during the day. This is this is important. I am going to set aside some time. I didn't know all the rules. I didn't know all the ambient rules, Striker, that you have to put away your phone and all that stuff. Um, so I was eating lunch after I took the ambient, <laughs> oh and I went God. to take a nap. <laughs> I take a nap. I fall asleep, and I'm like, this is fantastic. I woke up, and I opened my eyes, and I saw... Strawberry ice cream on the wall. <laughs> like a murder scene. On the, yes, like a murder. It was, and it wasn't just like a tiny dot. It was strawberry ice cream on the wall. You were painting? Right. That? So then I sort of wake up a little bit. I'm trying to figure out why is there strawberry ice cream on the wall? And I look around the room, and it's on all the walls. Four walls. First of all, how do I have that much ice cream? Second of all, what could I possibly be doing? Like, why would it be on the wall? I can't figure out. Was I throwing it? Was I putting a paintbrush in it? And paint? What? I don't understand. And then I realized it was on the ceiling as well. Oh, how is that possible? Like, I don't even understand how a drug could do that to me. But that happened, and that's the very last time I took Ambien because of the strawberry ice cream incident. Line five, let's go to Ale- Alexis in Long Beach. Hi. Hi, good morning. How good morning. Going? Good morning. We are good. How are you? Great. <laughs> well, my blame it on the Ambien story happened at my best friend's house. We were hanging out, and she was like, hey, um, do you want to try this whole Ambien thing? It's kind of trippy and you know we're in our 20s we're like heck yeah let's you know have some fun her boyfriend's there too Uh well we end up having a threesome with her boyfriend i'm sorry i didn't find out until like two months later (laughs) how does that go unspoken for two months so i came back over and she was like hey i'm gonna hop in the shower feel free to join and me being kind of shy i was like oh no 
it's all right. I'll stand outside while we talk. And she said, what are you talking about? We did that last time. And that's how I found out we all had a threesome. Oh, wow. I mean, come on. How was it? Apparently, it was really fun. Yeah. I should have remembered bits and pieces, but that ambient. Be careful. Yeah, be careful indeed. Thank you, Alexis. We appreciate the call. All right. Let's go to uh, Rachel in Claremont. Hi, Rachel. Hi, I can't believe I have to follow the threesome story. Right? I mean, it doesn't get much better yeah. or worse than that, depending on what you wanted. Yeah. All right. Well, I haven't eaten meat in like 20 years. I took some Ambien, and I woke up in the morning, and there was a literal pile of hot dogs in my microwave. <laughs> a pile of hot dogs? Oh, my. A pile of hot dogs. I have no idea. I'm... I still don't know. I, I wouldn't buy hot dogs. I haven't had one since I was like eight. But there they were, just sitting in my I was mad about it at first. I thought, who would do this to me? I'm pretty sure it was me. Wow. You Where, went out yeah. and you bought the hot dogs. Were the hot dogs in your house or did you go buy them? No. Oh, no, my I God. never buy hot dogs. So I thought maybe I got them from the neighbors. So I don't, I didn't really talk to them. I can't imagine that I would go out and buy hot dogs. Oh, I so. hope you got them from the neighbors. Right? Right? Yeah. Her neighbors are like, she just rang the doorbell at like eight for hot dogs. Right? <laughs> she was And, she, and she asked for three dozen. What, is, <laughs> what kind of party is she having? Uh, Gary in Fullerton. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Very well, thank you. You blame it on the ambient. What happened? My wife flew to Vegas, and I was going to drive the next morning to meet her in Las Vegas. So I took an ambient, and apparently I drove over to my mother-in-law's house, knocked on her door, mooned her, and then drove off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and you have no memory of that? That's just from your— I have no memory, and because uh, how I know is she called me in the morning and said, were you drunk last night? And I'm like, no, and— and I told her the whole whole story, and she's like, you're such an idiot. Yeah, wow. so I drove over there and mooned her. Did she say pretty sweet ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, this is blowing my mind, guys, because he looks like the dude, but he doesn't sound like the dude. <laughs> Am I right about that? He is actor Ben Robson, ladies and gentlemen. He is Craig Cody on Animal Kingdom, which airs Tuesday nights and TNT 9 o'clock. Ben, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much for having me. How are you? Of course. That, that accent on the show, that that uh, that uh, California accent, difficult to do? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, uh, I mean, I've, I've been living here now on and off for nine years, so I feel like I've uh, got a sense, sense of hearing it a lot more now. But yeah, it's uh, it started off maybe a bit tricky, but... It's uh, when you've got a whole crew who are from Cali, it makes it a lot easier. They kind of correct yeah. you. Do you have, I was going to ask if you had somebody on set that helps you with that. Pretty much every single person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For folks who don't know, by the way, how do you describe Animal Kingdom when you're sitting on a plane next to somebody and they say, oh, what do you do? How do you, what, what's your, uh, your elevator pitch on how to describe this show? Well, that depends if I'm on the plane and they're watching it as it goes on with everyone being half naked the whole time. But, right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of... Um, a criminal underworld story of, of um, SoCal. Uh, we have Alan Barkin playing a mother who is this sort of... Uh, like the godfather. Yeah, essentially the godfather. Sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah. If not more badass. Right. And um, she sort of has these three boys who are very mischievous in her own way that she manipulates in every possible way that she's fitting for her own ambitions. Mm-hmm. And then we have um, a little cousin who comes in after a sort of... Uh, situation and has to sort of get dropped into this scary new world that he has to be a part of and it's it's fun and it's you know uh we have lots of stunts and it's very it's dramatic so, and it's, it's dark. so interesting how awful so many of the people on this show are 
but you still root for them and you root for the family. You really do become invested in their relationship and their safety. Yeah, absolutely. That is strange, yeah. It is. It's 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 one of those uh, great anti-hero ones where you, you know you know you shouldn't be rooting for them, but you kind of get a sense of why they do what they do. And I think when you understand the environment they've been brought up into and how they need to live and survive, you very quickly sort of get on their side and kind of question if there's something wrong with you for wanting to be on their side and rooting for them <laughs> right. in the first place. I do appreciate that so far there's been more butt this season than in previous. A lot of butt. And I, yeah. I respect it, and I say, let's even do more. Well, well you know what? There's there's plenty more coming. So more yeah, butts, yes. Fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of butt. I, I, mean, I think me and Sean were actually were trying to tally up who'd uh, who'd shown more butt. I was shocked by the <laughs> yeah. by the perkiness of Sean Hadassi's butt. Yeah, Some real perky butt. I actually work out with him in the gym, and uh-huh. I didn't realize how many squats he was doing regularly. And that wow. kind of Is that up, right? kind, of, kind of upped my game. Though what he was doing as a <laughs> you didn't want him to outbutt you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Your outdoor shower scene with your girlfriend last week, Ben. Yes. Um, Stay that... out of that scene because she's um, she's good by herself. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I'm sorry I ruined that for you guys. You yeah. <laughs> I guess what I was going to ask is that is that a delicate dance to film to make sure that you don't show what you can't show? Um, it's a delicate dance in the fact that it's six o'clock in the morning and it's oh. freezing cold and you're getting into a shower. It's not a good look for anyone. So the delicate oh, no. dance is at least helpful for yourself turning oh. away from the camera, but. Uh, no, it is. I mean, look, it's always a very, um, it, you know, it's it, it, yeah, it is. It's 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 one of those weird things. You're like, right, well, this is the uh, start of the day. This is what we're <laughs> yeah. going to be doing, and uh, off, that off, we, off we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you just keep yelling? It's freezing. Yeah, and yeah, then being exactly. Like, right? That's why. Uh, yeah, ab- yes, <laughs> you know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's, that's Don't ex- judge. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Have you been hurt with any of the? You know, running around doing jobs or in the ocean or getting in fights. Have you personally been hurt or do you just look like you've always been hurt because that's how they make you up? I would probably say that I get made to look a lot worse than I do. We have, we have some pretty amazing stunt guys who take the big hits, um, some uh, which go on. But, I mean, not really. We've got a pretty great team there. But we, there was a scene this year where we were actually went into the water in Sano and there was a sign on the beach that said, do not get in. We have great whites in here currently. And there we were for, I think, 12 hours in the water. And So, oh, they saw, so no. everyone saw the sign and they were like, it's all right, we're doing a TV show. And they just well, they said, yeah, yeah, go we, right on out. We had this big safety meeting beforehand <laughs> and it was about 50 dudes and it was like, all right, well, if anyone feels uncomfortable about this, lift your hand. Well, obviously not one dude was going to put their hand up. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, we were out there with the great whites. I saw that picture on your Instagram, and I thought, Ben is not a smart man. No. He's going right out into that water. Yeah, I didn't feel very smart at the time. And uh, was reminded of it when my mum called me up and asked what I'd been up to that day. And she was obviously even <laughs> You even don't less tell impressed. your mom that, by the way. No, absolutely not. Although she's currently uh, dropped that she, she has this... Uh, sneaky way of looking at Instagram now so she Uh-oh. just goes on Google and then will type in Instagram afterwards so there's something she wants to see interesting so now, okay. now, so now there's no hiding you and she, you don't yeah, know it yeah exactly uh, I have sort of an awkward question fire away Ellen Barkin's character is yes. in jail yes mm-hmm. but through the series she seems to have manipulated you her sons romantically yes or no yes essentially yeah. yes is yeah, the answer yeah, yeah 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 I think yeah I think so I mean I think it's a manipulation of, of you know how she she showcases her love and whether it's a case of jealousy or, or playing with our insecurities and 
I think with no father figures around, you don't really know any other way to to, to be. So, all right, yeah. I feel icky now, right? Um, well, yeah, that's kind of the point. I think. <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to be comfy with yeah, it. Exactly. Mission accomplished. Yeah. It's a terrific show. Our listeners know we have been talking about it since episode one, and there's nothing like it on TV. It's called Animal Kingdom. It airs Tuesday nights at night on TNT, and you can still get caught up on demand. But this season has been super fun, Ben, and we're so glad we got a chance to meet you. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, guys. Stay out of the shower scenes, man. No, please don't. Uh, I, will, please don't. I will try. I will no, try. No. Unfortunately, I don't get much of a choice. Allie's saying no. More so. shower scenes. Okay. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. It's cool. I'm guessing it's many things. Cool is probably the one thing it's not. It's not. The world famous K Rock. I don't know how it happened or why it took so long, but yesterday, one of our international listeners, Ian, posted a picture on the Kevin and Bean Facebook page of his cats. <laughs> we were surprised, A, by how doggone cute they are, and uh, B. Speak for yourself. More, yeah. They're adorable, Kevin. Yeah, and B, more importantly, what Ian named his cat. So I think it's time to. Uh, Get them on the line and find out what's going on in Ian's world in beautiful Bath, England, in Somerset County. Ian, welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show, my friend. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good morning, Ali. Good, Good morning. morning. I know you can hear as well. Hey, and I'm Dave, if you're in the background listening. Hey, man, how's it going? I don't hey, have his mic dude. on. <laughs> Dave's here too, Ian. Ian knows more about our show than I, than, yeah. than I do. Yeah, yeah Kevin could Pretty not sure. have identified Accurate. everybody right. on the show like that, Ian. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> we have so many questions for you. Before we get to your lovely cats, uh, we have to first ask, how did you, a man living in Britain, become a listener of the Kevin and Bean show? Um, I actually started listening to you guys when I lived in the Middle East. Okay, same question. Well, yeah, we're huge there, you guys. We know that. <laughs> same um, question there. How did you discover us? Um, oh, no, through um, through, through Ralph, um, uh, Ralph Garman's yeah. podcast. So and, the reason I've you... listened to you guys for so long, uh, I when I first heard hearing the name Days the King of Mexico, I always thought that would be the best name for a, a cat ever. Okay, yeah, well, I like it. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Just, it just struck you like, as... I don't like the name Fluffy or, you know, Spots or things like that. I, I, I think animals should have proper names. Okay, like so humans. so you didn't have a cat, but you already discovered that you wanted the name. If you got a cat, would be Dave the King of Mexico. <laughs> um, I, well, I, I already had a cat called William, and I had a dog called Brad. Okay. <laughs> right. Brad! Right. I love Brad! <laughs> um, <laughs> And when I heard Dave the King of Mexico on, on listening to you guys, I thought that next time I have an animal, that's going to be it, whether it would be a dog or a cat. Okay, um, all right. Uh, and my, me, me and my girlfriend had an agreement that if when we get cats, I can name them. Uh, when we have kids, she can name them because I'm not yeah. responsible. I, mean, I think that's yeah. probably that's a good smart. choice. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you're uh, responsible enough to name a child. I don't at all. All right, exactly. so Dave the King of Mexico comes into your life, and then at some point you added another cat to the family. Tell me about that one. Well, we had when we got Dave the King of Mexico, we also had another um, – Dave the King of Mexico had a, a twin sister, unfortunately, who got – um, who passed away about a month ago. Oh, it, so it was sorry. called E Rock. E Rock. E Rock. E Rock. E Rock. Okay. 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 Um, but we knew um, for months that she was going to be. Um, she, yeah, we knew for months that she wasn't going to be long for the world. And we didn't want to leave Dave on our own um, right. during the day. So we got the little fluffy Nordic uh, Norwegian forest cat. 
which we named after you, Bean. So you, so uh, one cat is Dave the King of Mexico, and one cat is Bean Baxter. Yep. And if I'm, <laughs> if I'm correct here, both are lady cats. They're all ladies. Okay. They were all ladies, yeah. Right. Okay. okay. And, and, um, and... When, when, when we first take, took Dave um, to the vet, the, the 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 lady behind the counter tried writing down Dave the Queen of Mexico. <laughs> no, and I said no, 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 no. Okay, right. it seems yeah. like a lot of work, Ian. <laughs> so the uh, so my my uh, kitten uh, namesake here, uh, uh, Bean, has tiny little legs. Is there something wrong with her, or is that just what the breed looks like? No, it's because she's so furry. It looks like she has tiny little legs. She's mm-hmm. only five months old, Bean. I see. Okay. But she has she has paws bigger than a big, bigger than a Rottweiler. <laughs> wow. Okay. She's 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 still she's still a tiny little kitten. Okay. Um, she's going to be a monster. Well, wow. <laughs> that's it. She's going to be the size of a tiger when she grows up. What? Uh, a, uh, swear. Uh, she, she's she's climbing doors like a rock star. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, it, it was, uh, my, the, the vets, I, I must say, and I know it's a California show, but I must say Ashman Jones, the vets that looked after the one, uh, little E-Rock that, ha- that passed away mm-hmm. have been, have been amazing, but they're the ones that, that, that said, um, or tried changing it to Dave, the queen of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, I did point out to them that they're cats. They don't really understand English. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. It's, Fair odd, enough. it's an odd thing I, to have to point out to them. Yeah. And, and true, true to Dave, the king of Mexico, you're Dave, the king of Mexico. She doesn't understand Spanish either. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is an unbelievable uh, tribute, Ian. I can't. Yeah. I mean, it's such an honor to have somebody name a pet after right. any of us on the show. I'm so honored as well. And let's Kevin. talk about that. We do have to ask: <laughs> Is there some specific reason why Kevin has been left out of the menagerie here? You know, I was going to say um, when, 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 hopefully, me and my partner get a house for the garden, we're going to get a dog, and it's going to be called Ryder. Oh, oh that's that. nice. Right. Right. A dog. And a dog, Kevin. And I love so dogs. you win. Yes. Okay. That dog's going to be so dumb. Oh, <laughs> man, you're going to have a lot of problems with that dog. <laughs> dog will never figure out potty training. <laughs> dog won't know how to eat. It'll run into walls. Run into walls. <laughs> well, Ian, thank you so much for all the years of support listening to the podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. Thank you for finally uh, for posting on the Facebook page yesterday so we could see your lovely family, all right? No, I, I love you guys. I, I, know, I know we've never met, but I class you guys as friends because, like I said, I listen to you guys every day, and you, and you, make, you make my day, and you also make me look like a weirdo. Oh, no, I no. No, sir. You made, you made you look like a weirdo. <laughs> yes, I suspect oh, I you were a weirdo, weirdo long before we got involved. And, Ian, I just want to thank you for making Dave the King of Mexico the skinny one because, finally, there is a skinny Dave the King of Mexico. <laughs> you can see it on our uh, Facebook page or Instagram at Kevin and Bean if you'd like to see these, uh, these two cats. Thanks, Ian. I hope we Talk again soon, sir. Oh, I love you guys. Thank you very much. Thanks. Okay, You're bye. back. Bye-bye. I really don't like any of them. The Kevin and Bean Show. How can you say that, bro? So maybe they're not politically correct, but it's funny. <laughs> K-Rock. Allie, I, I hate to admit you were right. It gets easier, trust me. But avocado head is not only a real thing, <gasps> it is apparently an epidemic. <laughs> Okay. An epidemic. I don't know about epidemic, well, but it's definitely you, a thing. Let me give you some facts here. Okay. Uh, from the London Times, no self-respecting bruncher would consider a late breakfast without a little smashed avocado on toast. But for many, it comes at a high price. Surgeons say 
growing numbers of amateur chefs are reporting to accident and emergency departments with what they're calling avocado hand, serious stab and slash injuries that are the result of failed attempts to penetrate the fruit's hard outer casing with a sharp knife before encountering a resistant inner stone, which is what they call the pit in Mm -hmm. Britain. The British Association of Plastic, Reconstructive, and Aesthetic Surgeons is calling for safety labels on the fruit to staunch the flow of injured patients to hospitals. Many cases involve serious nerve and tendon injuries requiring intricate surgery, and even then, some patients never recover the full use of the hand. That's a that's a high price to pay for some avocado toast. It really is. Wow. All right, here's a fun fact for you. Mm. Hard figures for avocado hand have not been collated, but it is a global phenomena. In New Zealand, more than 300 people have sued for compensation from avocado injuries in the past 5 years. Suing avocado growers? Yes. Oh, come on. Come on. Why did you give me that fruit that had that stone in the middle of it? By the way, New Zealand is a tiny country. Yeah, that's a lot of people. This isn't isn't all the people who have had avocado hand. This is just the people who have sued for compensation for avocado hand. So how many people must there really be just in New Zealand who had this? That are too embarrassed to sue because, my God, you cut yourself cutting an avocado. Right. Now... Have you heard from our listeners that they have been the victim of avocado hand? I have from Cheryl Williams. Allie, don't judge. I have avocado hand. Two stitches was kind of embarrassing. Next tweet, Sapphire Jones. Oh, my God, Allie McKay, podcast listener here. My friend just had surgery on her hand because she cut a tendon while cutting an avocado. Uptick confirmed. That's a serious injury when you cut a tendon. A tendon, tendon, yes. This isn't just a skin puncture. No. Listen to this. Andy Dorfman, a popular star from The Bachelorette, is the latest victim of avocado hand. She needed reconstructive surgery after she slashed her fingers Cutting into an avocado. By the way, reconstructive surgery. Yeah. That's not just you go and they put a couple of stitches in you and send you home. Again, no, that's like for... you're getting boobs, maybe a nipple put on there. I'm not sure about that. Okay. But... Successful surgery. Tendons and nerves have been reunited, she revealed. She signed it, hashtag avocado hand, with emojis for an avocado and a knife. That's good information to put <laughs> <laughs> to put the story, by the way. Thank you, Inside Edition. A TMZ photographer caught her at the airport in L.A. with her arm in a sling. Not my finest moment. She said, not my finest moment. Good interview. 31-year-old Andy, who appeared on The Bachelorette in 2014 and on The Bachelor earlier that year, is now wearing a multicolored dressing to protect her hand. Emergency rooms are reporting more and more cases of so-called avocado hand. By the way, ordinarily, <laughs> the mission of this show is to work our listeners into a needless frenzy. Right. I don't think th- I don't think this is the case this time around. I don't think we're crying wolf here. No, it's real. I think it's a it's a legitimate thing you got to be careful about. Injuries caused while cutting open the fruit. Meryl Streep badly injured her hand the same way. Not I mean, Meryl. If it can happen to Meryl oh. Streep, it can happen to anybody, I'm right? Saying. So how should you prepare an avocado? Now, did you think that when you woke up this morning, we would be hearing a tutorial on how to cut an avocado? Uh, No. Here it is. First of all, put the avocado on a surface. Don't have it in your hand. Okay, so put it on the counter. Don't have it in your hand. That's a great follow-up question, sir. Our Stephen Fabian got some tips at the New York restaurant Avocadoria. Okay, wait. Yep. There's a restaurant called Avocadoria? All avocado. No. And Ria. 
What do they sell for reals? Um, like avocado toast, avocado uh, salads, avocado. <laughs> You're just making this up. You don't have any idea. No clue. <laughs> avocado ria. So you want to do long ways. Long Slice ways. Slice it exactly. long ways. And very gentle and soft. Spin it around. Right. Until you feel that pit in there, right? Yes. Okay. You give it a twist. Boom. And comes you apart have perfectly. And here's the trick to removing the pit without injuring yourself. You're saying take the middle of the knife and give it one quick knock. Perfect. Yeah, you don't uh, you don't dig out the pit. Mm. You actually just uh, you twist it. Br- bring the knife down on it to so that it attaches to the pit and then twist it. Mm-hmm. That, that's how you do, again you you don't get avocado hand. And Spin twist it. Oh, and look at that. Lessons Andy Dorfman could have used. Whoa, let's shame Andy at the end wow. of that, right? Oh, victim blaming. So uh, be careful is what we're saying. It's real. Yeah. Listen to this. 626. We just got this Kevin Bean uh, text. My friend is a trauma surgeon and somehow managed to slice her hand cutting an avocado. I mean, trauma surgeons, Meryl Streep. When will this end? (laughs) That's a great question. It's my favorite part of the show when they have the crazies on. I know. I feel so guilty for laughing, but it is so funny. (laughs) The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Speed is a huge reader. He reads a lot of books. And he speed reads, too. He'll go, yeah, I got this 900-page book. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it on the flight. <laughs> Insane. I, on the other hand, I, I, on the other hand, have maybe finished three books and started a bunch, but then they just don't. I can't stick with it. I don't have the... Three books in your lifetime? In my lifetime, yeah. Stop it. But I'm, but that surprises me only because there are subjects about which you are passionate. Like if there were a history of your favorite soccer team, I would think that would be a book that you would love to read every word of. And it surprises me because you were an English major. I mean, that's true, but spark notes or whatever Come they call them now. <laughs> really? I don't know. Here's the thing. I just, I feel like I, I get where the book is going and I'm done. <laughs> I can sort of, okay, I guess see the right, setup. But, I, but, but other stuff happens yeah, afterwards. Does it though? But does it? Yes, it All does. Right. One of them was Harry Potter. That might be funny for you to know because that was a long book. The original did Harry you, Potter. Right. Did you only read the first one? No. Uh, yeah. You read the first book? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. You no, never no. read the other books? No, no. Then movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one thing you can guarantee is if they made a movie of it, there's no reason to ever read the book. Correct. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, Jimmy Kimmel was talking about this the other night, and his statistic will blow you away. This is Jimmy. According to a recent study from the Pew Research Center, almost one in four Americans has not read a book in the past year. That actually seems high to me. Almost one in four in Americans hasn't read, it, read a book in the last year. I don't find that difficult to believe because I think there are a lot of people who spend a lot of time reading, but it's on social media. I think if people have time to sit down on their couch and read something, they'd rather read their Instagram hmm. than read a book. Don't you think? 
I, I don't think of Instagram as reading, but... Well, I mean, it's something that you're doing with your eyes when you're not reading. I mean, you're not reading a book during that time where you could be reading a book because you're more interested in your social media, your Facebook feed, your Twitter, whatever. All right, so Jimmy takes it a step further. I bet it's even fewer than that. So to find out, this afternoon, we sent a team out to the street to ask pedestrians to name a book. Any book. <laughs> could be the Bible. could be Fifty Shades of Grey. All we wanted to know is... Can you name a book? And here's how that went. So they go out with a microphone. That's and they, a pretty low bar. Right? <laughs> oh, no. And they stop people on the street and they ask them point blank <gasps> just the question, can you name a book? Oh, my no. God. One book. No, I don't like this. And like Jimmy said, the Bible is a book. Like, right. Like, it seems like you would be able to do that. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is nerves because there's a camera on them, but a book. Yeah, it shouldn't be that hard. A book. Just a book. Can you name a book? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't read books. <laughs> but um, what's it called? Um, Can you name a book? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you name a book? At least she found the humor in it. I mean, you know what I mean? This is, I mean, like you said, Harry Potter, one of the publishing sensations of the last 25 years. I would think that a lot of people would come up with that. Even if it's so popular. But a lot of these people are saying, I don't read. That doesn't matter. Have you heard of a book? Have you heard of a book? You've heard of 1984. You've heard of To Kill a Mockingbird. You've heard of something, right? I wouldn't have gotten those, but I'm saying, you know, (laughs) Harry Potter. Let's continue. Uh, uh, I'll I'll die and read, folks. Yeah, that's it. A book? The Lion King. The movie? Yeah, the book. You read the book, The Lion King? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, dang, hold on, man. I'm trying to, I haven't even read it. Hold on. Let me think. Hold on. Can we cut this and do it again? <laughs> Isn't this crazy? It's oh, stunning. Dear. A book! It's, oh, it's dear. Amazing. Can you name a book? A book. Any book? Um. The Jungle Book. It's not a book, is it? It's a movie. Jungle Book, sure. Is it? Both. Be sure? No. <laughs> Jungle Book is a book, by the way. At least he thought of a word with uh, a title with book in the name <laughs> True. of it. And that, True. That's the only reason he came up with it. Right? That's amazing. Does, does ma- do magazines count? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, God. Do magazines count? As naming a book. Does, does ma- do magazines count? No, those wouldn't be books. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, I can name uh, Moby Dick. All right, here's okay. my favorite guy. All right. Okay, here we go. This is my favorite guy. So we're all excited because he can name Moby Dick. Sure. Yeah, that's a book. Right? That's a famous book. Good for sure. him. He can name it. I'm very excited. Uh, I can name uh, Moby Dick. That's an artist. He wrote a book called Horse. <laughs> Wait. Okay, Moby Dick was not an author. Uh, wrong. He wrote a book called Horse. Horse. You know, the famous Horse by Moby Dick. Is this guy just mad living? He wrote a book called Horse. I can name Moby Dick. That's an artist. He wrote a book called Horse. 
Is there an artist named Moby Dick, maybe, <gasps> that wrote? No. A... No. no. Oh, really? There's just the Herman Melville book, Moby Dick. Oh, no, no, no. There's, no. there's the author that wrote the book, oh, a very popular book, Horse. Where did he come up with horse? I'm guessing he saw one down the street or something. It's just like I can't think of anything. I mean, at least at, le- at least it would make sense if the book was called Whale, you know? Moby Dick wrote horse. Do not argue yes. with this guy. Okay. All, All right. right. I like that book. Moby Dick was the author. Yes. And the book was horse. Yes. That's what I say, huh? All right. Don't get <laughs> lippy. Wow. You're way wrong. Don't get so lippy. <laughs> what was the last book you read? Um. Probably Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Dr. Seuss, maybe? <laughs> um, I haven't read a book for like 12 years. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Um, jeez. I need books. Um, sorry. I am totally blanking out on books. All right. Now, what do you think this woman does for a living? Oh, I hope she's a librarian. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I was a librarian. Oh! No! No! Gentlemen, I don't mind telling you, I've never heard a bigger crock of bull crap in my life. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. I mean, imagine what it must be like to discover Mm -hmm. this type of quality for the first time. Oh, you're so lucky that you still have... Hearing the Armenian comedian songs for the first time and loving them ahead of you when the rest of us went through that phase 20 years ago. I mean, can you imagine, like, the first time you heard Nirvana? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... Or the Beatles. Beatles, sure. Right? You go, wow. This really? Is, yes. Huh. Or, this or, is amazing. Or spoke to Jesus. I mean, it's uh, it's on that level. Right. right. Look. It's a great look, example. L- look. There's, I am Mr. Bad Example. <laughs> there's, there's two things I know about this job, and it's very difficult to please all the people all the time. It right. really is. But the two things I know, and we do listen to feedback from the Kevin B. listeners, God bless you, is... Talk more about politics because that's the one thing all Americans oh, can agree on. They love it. They sure. love it. That, that's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And why <laughs> are there not more Armenian comedian songs on my radio? So oh, we played a little clip of a song yesterday in a throwaway like comedy bit. And Allie's like, what is that? And we were just like, right? you haven't heard? The Armenian comedian, <laughs> I know he's a terrible comedian. And right. I know that's probably how you, Allie, and maybe many of our listeners know him. But he's an outstanding musician. That's and before that... he branched out into music okay. and conquered that world. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> you can't be great at everything. Right. right? But he is great at one thing, which is songs. Now, uh, we're going to just uh, zip through a few of our favorites. And you tell us when you've had enough, Allie. No. And, and we'll ignore <laughs> no, that. Yes, exactly. We'll ignore that and we'll got keep it. playing it. Let's start with the one that got this whole conversation going yesterday. Here's a little bit of, uh, and by the way, Kevin, is there a song more timely now than there ever isn't. before than this one? From That's Sam one of Sam's talents. Kids? That's right. Is teenagers <laughs> stop spraying the bullets on each other. Please enjoy it. You can tell high quality production already. And he sings this one like he means it, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, my. wake up, teenagers. I say stop spraying the bullets on each other. Poignant, am I right? Stop. Yes. I say stop. Okay. 
I get the chest. What's that? I get the chest. Wake up, teenagers. I, I hear what Stop he's saying. Stop spraying the bullets on each other. I mean, it is a good message. Right. And it's a great effing song, too. Oh, wow. By the way, am I wrong about this, or does his band rock? This band I mean, rocks, Bean. Okay, oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> all right, let's hear... You want to uh, go straight to Old Mama, or you want to save it? No, save that. Okay, let's, right. uh, let's go to another one of his uh, upbeat bangers. This one is called... <laughs> I, I just want to forget yeah. you, baby, right oh. now. So uh, this is a, a, a poignant, sad mm-hmm. breakup song, okay. and you can hear the emotion in Sam's voice. All right. Yeah. When he goes, yeah! Mm. That's sad. Why? No! It's <laughs> not needed. <laughs> I just want to forget you, baby. And I know it's impossible. It's impossible to forget her. Yeah. I need the Feel anguish. The right. Yeah, there's and a lot of angst. Oh, that hurts. Uh-huh. I'm crying now. You love it so every day by day. And I know. What do you know, Sam? I just want to forget you, baby. I, I, I remember trying to get him to stop saying hey in the middle of an I just want, <laughs> want to forget you, baby. Because it doesn't really fit. <sighs> All right. Let's do a little Highway to Hell, and then we'll close with Omaba. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, the guy, the man contains multitudes. It's, it's unbelievable the range in these songs. You know the singer Wing? Sure. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's my uh, obsession. Yeah. So I believe it was our former producer, Lightning, who put them together on this duet. Oh, no. Of Highway to Hell. Oh, no. Oh, yes. And it's the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Tell me the truth, Kevin. You have this on a I playlist do. somewhere on I your do. phone, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Listen to the drums. <laughs> All right, now Wing is going to start it because she's, you know, she's got the strength to start right. it. Is there a better song? Oh. And that's an exclusive, by the way. That's K Rock only. Right. <laughs> All right. One, be proud. one more. Um, and this one just uh, forgive me if I weep openly oh. when I hear the anguish. This is mm-hmm. a song that Sam wrote about his late mother. She gets to heaven and he's so happy because God is going to introduce mother to his father who oh. left before them. I mean, try not to cry when you hear this one from the Armenian comedian. <laughs> Why does he always play that little? What is it called? A recorder. A recorder. He always plays the recorder as if he's some kind of a genius at it. Why? Why does Jimi Hendrix always play guitar, Kevin? Because that's what he was put on this earth to do. That's a great point. My bad. Uh, you can feel the heartbreak. You can. Yeah, it's building up. Oh, mama. See, he can do ballads too, you guys. Did you mean 
Because they're both in heaven. Right. Oh, Papa, I said, Papa, did you beat my mama? Oh, oh Mama, please, did you beat my Papa? <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not just making this up. I think this is the only song. You guys are horrible. That he truly felt this. What do you think, B? Like of all the songs that he's written, like this is heartfelt. Right. I think I think Sam feels them all. I think he was serious about the teenagers to stop reading the bullets at each other. I do. Okay. I think he really did want to forget that one lady. And I think he's yeah, you're right. I think he's he's barely keeping it together mm. with this one. Right. Do we find out in the song if they did meet in heaven? I don't remember. <laughs> do you want to keep <laughs> listening to find Has out? Has anyone ever heard the end of it, Allie? Who knows? <laughs> It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Introducing rock and roll. I love this story so much, you guys. You're almost not going to believe it. Her name is Tia Freeman. She is in the Air Force. She lives in Nashville. And she is one of these ladies who did not know she was pregnant until pretty late in her pregnancy. Wow, that's crazy. Which is such a surprise because if you've ever known a pregnant woman, their entire lives change from about four months in. They can't keep, they can't control their bodies. They can't control their emotions. They can't, they got a million appointments. I mean, they're busy. Their their pregnancy becomes a full-time job for most women. Hmm. This woman didn't even know she was pregnant until she was in her third trimester. She said she was in shock. She never saw herself as a mom before. She was very career-oriented. As I mentioned, she was in the Air Force. She says, uh, before you ask about birth control, the, the one I was on made it so that I did not have a cycle every month. So I was not, ha- not having a period was not an indicator for me. On top of that, I didn't really gain any weight. So again, she's a little bit of an anomaly for most women, right? All right. So even though she's pregnant, on March 7th, she took a 14-hour flight to Istanbul, Turkey, where she had an overnight layover en route to Germany. After eating the in-flight meal, she began to feel sick. You can see where this is going. She chalked it up to food poisoning at first, but at the airport in Istanbul, it dawned on her that maybe there was another explanation. She says, I'm literally gripping the railing, trying to make it through the line. At this point, I feel like I'm getting ready to pass out. I was sweating. I felt like I had to vomit. I'm going through it. And then it was occurred to me, wait a minute, bitch, you're in labor. In labor. In Istanbul, Turkey, by the way. So, she takes the previously arranged transportation from the airport. Where? To a hospital, you might hope? Of course. Nope, to her hotel room. She said that she nixed the idea of going to the hospital for several reasons. Not many people spoke English that she encountered there. She also didn't know what the country's emergency number was, which seemed like the type of thing maybe you could work around that, right? Mm -hmm. And she didn't know how her insurance would work overseas, so she just decided to DIY it. Oh, God. That's incredibly insane and risky. It does seem like there are a lot of things that can go wrong in, I don't know, delivering a human from your belly, right? I feel like there's going to be less people in her hotel room that don't (laughs) speak English than would be doctors at a hospital. Plus insurance and all that, you go, it'll get taken care of later, right? Yeah. Now, how in a million years would you ever begin knowing how to deliver your own baby? I mean, I know you can think through, okay, I, I push, and at some point the kid's going to come out. But it seems like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be the person responsible for knowing all the things you're supposed to do to ensure that kid's safety and survival in its first few minutes. She right? called the billman, I'm sure. Well, I hope she, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> in true millennial form, she says, I decided to YouTube it. Nope. 
Yes. Did you say decided, YouTube it? She decided to YouTube it. So yes. now she's not only DIYing her birth, uh-huh. she's setting up a camera and getting ready to- Oh, no, she's no, no, looking no, no, no. it up. Oh, she's looking it up. Oh, how to deliver a baby. I thought, I thought you meant she was, she was like posting it. Yes. it. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> she doesn't have enough to worry about? <laughs> how do I look for my Facebook Live? <laughs> she said, I knew the internet would have my back. So here my ass is in a hotel room all by my loads from trying to learn how to, to deliver my own baby. So she grabbed two towels, one to wrap her baby in and the other to bite onto while she gave birth. Wow. And according to the YouTube tutorial she read, she filled the bathtub with warm water. And she learned that she should begin to push hard once the contractions were a minute apart. After just a few pushes, the baby popped out and floated right up on top of the water. And then walked on on that water. (laughs) It was a boy. And by the way, how unbelievably lucky is this woman every step of the way? Not the least of which is it sounds like her labor was only a few minutes long. Yeah, this is all insane. Aren't there women who, like my mother, for instance, who are in labor for 30 hours? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. What, would, what would she have done? What would she have done if she's in that bathtub by herself there and it started to turn into a 5, 10, 15 hour thing? I have no idea. That's, that seems incredibly dangerous for her own health and especially for her baby's health. Yeah. Uh, That's Freeman, crazy. Freeman then had to figure out a procedure for removing an umbilical cord without the proper tools. After checking online, she sterilized her shoelaces by boiling them in water and used them as clamps as she cut the cord. After all of this, the new mother still didn't go to the hospital. Instead, she cleaned the bathroom because it looked like the set of a horror movie, she said, and then went to bed with her newborn son. So she still hadn't gone to the hospital at that point. How right. is any of this possible? I know. I'm calling BS on a lot. Where is she boiling water in a hotel room? Uh, Great question. Don't know the answer to that unless she oh, the first crack in the story with a kitchenette that had a microwave, or maybe she didn't boil it as much as she just turned it on hot and just let it run and let it get as hot as it could. Yeah. So I clean up the bathroom, I breastfeed my baby, and I go to sleep. No, I did not go to the hospital. I went to bed. So the next day, I wake up for and get ready to go to the airport because I'd already paid for the cab the night before, even though I knew I couldn't fly out. Now, remember, she's on a layover trying to get to Germany. She's on Istanbul, Turkey. Now, here's where it gets weird. She gets to the oh, airport. Here. Here's okay. where it gets weird. Yeah, she's already <laughs> delivered her own baby, but here's where it gets weird. She gets to the airport the next day. There was a lot of confusion. They thought I was a human trafficker trying to smuggle out a baby. When I get to the airport, workers are freaking out because you can tell this baby is fresh. I legit didn't have any baby clothes, and I made him something out of my favorite blue oversized button down. Anyway, they thought I was a human trafficker trying to smuggle out a baby. But Freeman and her son were examined and her story checked out, and the airport staff apparently were very nice. They even helped her name her son, by the way, which is Xavier. The ladies at the airport who helped me said that he should have a cute Turkish name, so his middle name is Atta. I don't know what that means. By the way, pictures of all of this stuff. Then they take her to the U.S. Embassy in Turkey, where her son was issued a birth certificate and passport so he could leave the country. So now she not only had gave birth herself, mm-hmm. right. now the very next day she's going to take that baby on a flight? Yeah, I didn't think 
that was possible. This doesn't seem like it. I don't like think it... that's legal. Well, no, she said in the she said in the earlier tweet that I read that she had already paid for the cab to go to the airport, so she decided to take it even though she knew she couldn't fly out. Okay. She just thought she'd take advantage of the transportation that she had to get out of the hotel, I guess. At this point, finally, after the embassy and the passport and the birth certificate, she was then transported to the hospital where they were examined and both mother and son received a clean bill of health. She remained in Istanbul for two more weeks and Turkish Airlines paid for her stay in full. So, I mean, you look at the story. And by the way, she's just so smiling and happy in all these photos. The kid is adorable. It looked like, a. I mean, overall, thank God, in retrospect, it was a perfect experience, it sounds like. She says she's so excited to be able to tell her son this story when he grows up. Um, no one in her family, by <laughs> the way. going to say, Mom, why didn't you care about me? <laughs> you had no idea I was coming. Right? <laughs> no one in her family even knew she was pregnant, by the way. She hadn't even told anybody that she was pregnant. They all found out a couple days after she was born. So there you go. For all the people who have heard crazy stories about complicated and difficult births, this lady did it a little different, didn't she? The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Why do I feel like you were involved in more than one senior How? prank, Kevin? Why Dare do I feel like you, you're sir. the guy that the other students came to and said, all right, we got two weeks left in school. How what are we going to do, you? Kevin? What do you got? How dare you? Look, I uh, this is Bean speaking, and I'm not a I'm not into fun. I don't enjoy. <laughs> I don't like uh, I don't like uh, nonsense at right. all. You know that, and I'm just the opposite. But my biggest problem with senior pranks is they're not extreme enough. No, oh. most of them are straight up vandalism, and I got no time for that. That just does nothing but create problems and cost you know taxpayers money. And that's not even funny. Vandalism is not even funny. Okay, then I'm not going to tell three of my stories. In other words, in other words, <laughs> three. Here's what here's what I'm going to say. If you if you slather um, you know uh, KY jelly on all the doorknobs in the school, funny. If you put glue in the locks and then they all have to be replaced, not funny. Oh, you I see, see. You see the difference? Why's it got to be KY? It's KY yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm because just it's of, what you have on hand. <laughs> Isn't this the first thing I thought that would be is sticky when you try to you know greasy? When it's you not. Try I don't think it's sticky. Okay. All right, maybe I don't know how it works. <laughs> maybe you should look that up. Maybe I'm not the guy to describe too much. <laughs> so, so anyway, those are those are my parameters from senior pranks. Now let's talk about a couple of senior pranks that are in the news, and then we'll take some calls. What do you got? Well, this particular guy got in a tremendous amount of trouble. Yeah, Kylan Shaley says he has a 3.9 GPA. He's never been in detention or in trouble, and that this was just meant to be a harmless senior prank. By the way, I don't trust anyone that's never been in detention. I mean, come on. Are you, I mean, seriously. Really? Yeah. I was hmm. never in detention. Yeah, Me neither. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> on Friday, the 18-year-old jokingly posted this ad on Craigslist, claiming his high school was for sale. That's funny. He right? posted his high school for sale on I, Craigslist. I love it. Right. I got, no, I got no problem with that. That's fantastic. The other people were going to do, like, releasing live mice or, you know, building a beach in the front, like, lobby area. I'm like, nah. Uh, look, I'm, I'm down with both. No, you don't. You don't. Uh, play Except with for animals. the mice, not yeah, with the mice, the mice, right? The, building the beach in the in the lobby—that's funny. Sure. Let's do something more laid back. The ad listed several amenities, including plenty of parking and a bigger than normal dining room. But the school district took issue with the reason for the sale, which Kylan wrote was due to the loss of students coming up. Okay, now at oh, that wait, point, what? due to the lo- loss of students coming up, so. 
they were afraid that was a threat. Yeah, what does no. he mean? But what does he, he explains, mean by it? Okay. He explains um, that he meant the senior they're, – they're losing all of the senior class. That's what he was thinking in his head is that all the seniors are leaving the school. Huh. Okay. But that didn't sound like that necessarily to the school. Loss of students because the senior class is graduating. Detectives with the Independence Police Department investigated and found no probable cause or reason to pursue criminal charges. They didn't see a credible threat. They all kind of had a little chuckle about it, but they wanted him to understand that you could see how other people would see that as a threat. Now, looking back, Kylan says he wishes he had worded the post a bit differently. He says he regrets the outcome of his actions, but insists that his intentions were innocent. I, I, I sort of give him the benefit of the doubt that his intentions were innocent. And yeah. that was poor wording just based on the times that we live in. I agree. I agree. What happened to him? Did he get, did he, you said he got a bunch he of trouble. He got kicked out and he was he unable killed. to walk across. He didn't get yeah, killed. Yeah, he's no. been murdered. That's not true. <laughs> no? He didn't get to walk across the stage when they graduated. Ooh. He had a 3.9. Wow. wow. Right. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was pretty strong. See, that's my huge fear that you do something wrong, they won't let you graduate. Like, when I was in high school, my friend Donna Martin got really drunk at prom, uh-huh. and she was not going to be able to graduate. So we all got together. Really, none of you, Donna I'm Martin, w- graduate. Yeah, Donna Martin, graduate. Thank you, Dave. God <laughs> yes, damn it's, it's, it's Beverly Hills nine hundred two one. I was waiting for you to finish your sentence. I hate you all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> doubled over because he was so into my story. I was like, wrap it up. What I want to hear the end Donna? of it. <laughs> I, uh, That's very true. I thought you were going to finish the sentence and I would jump in. I'm sorry. Okay. I should have interrupted. Let's go to Albert real quick in Le Puente. I already hate Albert and everything he stands for. I don't for. think oh, you need wow. to say that up front. Albert, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling, sir. What happened? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good Mine's morning. an old one, but it's a good one. Okay. I was with eight friends of mine who collectively got together and had a plan to go to an Oli's hardware store and steal manure to spread it in the hall of our administration hall on the floor. Okay. Our plan was pretty foolproof. And (laughs) what happened was is there's just too many people involved and too many mouths talking. Ah. And we ended up. (laughs) And it got out before you did it? No, no, no. Afterwards, the story got out and people started spilling their guts and we all got expelled from school. What? Yeah. Don't they know snitches get stitches? Yeah, none. But this is the bad part of it was, is that other kids, underclassmen from another underclassmen that night broke into one of the shops and truly vandalized the shop. So they thought we were part of that group. Oh, And they no. said, you're, you're all getting expelled. So no, no, no. We had nothing to do with that. We just spread the manure. You were the, you were the, you were the shoplifters, not the vandals. Come on, keep it straight. <laughs> I like that we just spread the manure as your defense. Yes, right. <laughs> That's well, all I did. What happened they thought we had keys to the administrative hall. And back in those days, if you remember, there was the push bars on the doors. Sure. You just push the bar down. All we used was a coat hanger to reach inside the crack of the door and pull the bar down and open the door. I love how much joy Brian has right this second telling the story. Still the highlight of his whole life that night. That night. Here's the deal, though. It was the biggest mistake I ever made because that night at 2 o'clock in the morning as I'm sneaking out of the house, I have to walk by my parents' bedroom. My dad wakes up and says, where are you going? And I said to him, Dad, don't worry about it. I'll be right back. Yeah, that works. That's the last that was the last time I ever said, Dad, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing good so far. So far. The Kevin and Bean Show. You're not doing good on K-Rock. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talking about uh, senior pranks, uh, some are ill-advised. Kevin, you brought up a story about a kid who could not graduate because of uh, putting his high school up for sale. Yeah, on (laughs) Craigslist, which I found funny. I think it's funny, too. My high school was in the news last week oh, for a no. senior prank. What'd you do? You went back? No, I went to high school in Bowie, Maryland, which is a Washington, D.C. suburb. Go Bulldogs. And you are not going to believe this group of students decided that they were going to fake a school shooting. Oh, oh no. Are you kidding? This was two days after the Santa Fe, Texas shooting. A group of students dressed up in all black, including masks, and then went in with replica guns and set off fireworks and smoke bombs Are in the hallway. Are you kidding me? They're As lucky a... they didn't get shot and yes. killed. Yes, yes, they really are. I wow. mean, it is inconceivable that anybody would think that that is a good idea, even if there had never been a school shooting, much less on the heels of multiple school shootings. So last I heard, they were looking, they had obviously already suspended those students, but they were looking at not letting them graduate, and they were looking at criminal charges, they were looking at a bunch of other stuff. So really, really think your school pranks through, I guess is what I'm saying. All right, let's go to... But at least I'm now not the dumbest person to have ever gone to Bowie High School. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Let's start with Kim and uh, Covina. Hi, Kim. Hi, how are you? Good morning. We are good. Good morning. Good morning. So, so my nephew lives in uh, Chicago. They thought it was funny. They were going to have a, a game, a water polo game, against the teachers and some administrators. So they decided um, the night before that they snuck in the it's an indoor pool. They decided to fill the pool with food coloring, which is blue. Sure. So, yeah, the whole team knew about it, except for, the, you know, obviously the teachers and the administrators. And so they let them get in first, and they all turned blue. And somebody used to say it was funny. Wait, the administrators didn't see the blue pool? No, because it was the color of the pool. They got it. They, oh. You know, so they made it. It was blue. It just looked normal. It's an indoor pool. And Look they didn't at you. Anything of it. And they jumped in. They got out blue, and they weren't too happy about it. So I approve. I'm going to say I, <laughs> I, don't, I will allow I it. it. I, I will allow it. Yeah. You did the right thing. <laughs> uh, great call. Thank you very much. I want to see some naked dudes. It's why I built this pool. All right, let's go to uh, Edward in Hacienda Heights. Hi, Edward. Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? Good, thank you. What it do? So, uh, long story short, my second day in high school, I decided uh, to run naked across and do something. So I decided to do it during the homecoming game because at least then I was still 17. If I did in graduation, I would have been a pedophile, so I decided to run naked. And I was well, I don't know if you would have been a pedophile. Maybe you need to look up the word pedophile. <laughs> I, wasn't, I was 17 at the time. Right, so I but turning sure, 18 but doesn't 17. make you, okay. Right. right, it was a sex offender is the term you're looking for. Okay, all right, <laughs> right. so you run, a, you run across the field naked. Was it just you, or did you do it with a bunch of other students? It was just by myself, but it was a, it was a group of family effort, and uh, pretty much, I told a selective group of friends that I was going to do it. That way, if I backed out, they would make fun of me. And then one of my friends actually told the athletic director, and he actually left the gate open for me. No one knew this. This is the first time people are finding out this now, but the athletic director was in on it, and he left the gate open for me. Nice. And, uh, yeah, pretty much I planned it out. And then when they were announcing the homecoming queen during the, during the game, 
I ran naked across the football field, and cops were chasing me, and uh, <laughs> people with golf carts were chasing me. And I ran naked across the football field, and then my sister was my getaway car, so I ran through, through both fields, through the baseball field, and I, I got on my getaway car. Uh, and, yeah, pretty much I got caught the following week because what I did was uh, when I ordered my class ring, it said streaker on it, and I guess uh, the administration staff. Sure. Know, <laughs> you might be the dumbest person ever. <laughs> so you, you would have gotten away with it if you hadn't outed yourself as the streaker. And, and my senior coach said it was me. homecoming, it was me. So I, both things were done a month prior. Edward. And, uh, and so they, you're Edward. not good at this, Edward. No, no, you're not. I want no, you to go no, It was so good that it changed my life. I, I became a medic. I joined the Army. Oh, it was excellent. one of the best things that. Wait, 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 wait. You, you became a medic and joined the Army because of streaking? Yeah, it was like such an adrenaline. I, originally, as I was running down to the field, I was having like second thoughts about doing it. I'm of like, course. Don't do it. You're going to ruin your life. This is stupid. And then as I'm saying this, I'm already jumping the fence. I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like, and then game time. So then I ran it. So I was I was not going to do it up until I jumped the fence. And the moment I jumped the fence. All right. Uh, I was, well, yeah. And, and, it, then, and it felt so free, too, mm-hmm. didn't it? Oh, man, it was one of the best feelings in the world. I, I mean, I was blinded by flashes because they, the, they were announcing the homecoming queen. I mean, you picked a good time. You I will did. say this about Edward. The fact that they didn't know who it was until they saw the ring and then the guy that left the gate open said it was him. Right. That means no, they weren't no, looking no, at his no, face. No, 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 you know what yeah, I'm no, saying, no Edward? No one was looking at your face. I'm giving you props, dude. No one thank was looking you, at your you. face. All right, thanks, thanks for the call. We appreciate it, Edward. All right, boy, we got a bunch of good ones here. I don't. Let's go to James Line One, please. Westminster. This sounds like a very elaborate senior prank. James, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. What's going on? Good morning. This happened a long time ago, so the statute of limitations are up. Oh, good. Yeah, it took it took weeks of preparations. Uh, we would go to miniature golf courses all throughout the county, and we started taking like the pot of gold, the three-headed hydra, the huge ceramic tiger, the little miniature buildings that you put into, and we were storing them in a buddy's backyard. And we went to a butcher shop and took the large cow that was on top of the roof, and we had just a whole little city of miniature golf props and all kinds of just nonsense. And on graduation day, we took all of that stuff, took all night to get it over there into the senior court. And by the time uh, the morning came up and the sun rose and students started coming to class, it was like a little miniature golf city all over the court. I mean, that sounds pretty cool. It sounds pretty creative. Unless you want to go miniature golfing. (laughs) (laughs) In which case, case, that sucks. Now, it sounds like it, 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 it was a lot of work. And even if you were found out, would you have even gotten in any trouble just for that? Back then, I don't know. It was a lot of work. We For the butcher shop stunt, we did get in the newspaper because that was like the third or fourth time that cow had been stolen. So I think they chained it down after that. But uh, it, was, it was great, and we didn't get in trouble at all. And I don't, I don't think we were even caught, really. I think maybe just some of the inside students knew, but that was it. All right. Got, gotcha. All right. Well done, sir. Thank you very much. All right. Do we have time for one more, Kevin? Sure. Yeah. Who do you, who do you like? Because I've got, I got some good ones here. Uh, let's see. I like uh, Stacy in Santa Ana. Hi there. Hey, what to do, boys? What and to you as well. Hey, I'm the teacher. This was a really cute prank. Um, one of the kids... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me just interrupt you before you tell us the prank. Do you despise it when it comes around to the time of year when there are senior pranks? Um, Actually, I'm curious. I want oh. to see what's going to happen. I definitely look over my shoulder a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Make sure you don't get shivved. All right. Yeah. 
Well, I just want to make sure, like, the prank doesn't happen in front of me. All right, know, so what happened? Me or... So this uh, one kid worked for a movie theater, and for two years, he was supposed to throw out the popcorn, the leftover, mm-hmm. and instead he kept it. And they filled the senior quad with popcorn almost up to your waist. Wow, that's really strong. That is it was really strong. kind of fun. You said it was fun. And then, yeah, and then kids are just kind of swimming in it and playing in it. And then, and then actually, they were cool enough to help clean it up. So wow. They didn't get in any trouble. That's bogus. It was just kind of an innocent, fun thing. Yeah, that's a lot of work, that's, though. Yeah, that's a good one. And you sound like a very cool teacher. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for calling, Stacey. The Kevin and Bean Show. Just, just, just not, not, not funny. K-Rock. All right, look, do we need to separate you two before we begin? No, this could be a civil discussion. It doesn't have to resort to fisticuffs. We're going to be start fine. that way. I mean, he walked in bringing <laughs> heat. I was hey. ready to squash the beef. Were you? I was very willing you were talking to accept smack just before he came to in to accept an apology oh, as see. soon as he came in and say, <laughs> "Allie, I'm sorry. I spoke too soon about DeflateGate. There are different <laughs> extenuating circumstances that could have Good changed morning, the PSI." Bill, hey, Bill Nye. Bill Nye, the science guy, is here. Now, Allie, why have you been walking around with this chip on your shoulder about the great Bill Nye, who's done more for science and more for America than almost anyone I know? Listen, wow. Listen, he, he does, doesn't know very many people, but no, he yeah, does boy, great things for science. He teaches us a lot. He teaches a lot of people science in a way that is super easy for them to understand. Mm-hmm. I think you make science accessible. I think that's great. But that's why the misstep with Deflategate. What go. happened with Deflategate? He basically did this video and said, essentially, the only way to change the PSI would be with this. And then he showed the needle, acting like that was the only way that the ball could have changed pressure. Hmm. The other way was that Bill. the trainer... In the locker room was doing it. That was the other Bill way. So, so remember that. Keep in mind, everybody, the objective, open-minded viewer and uh, mm-hmm. rather listener. There's mm-hmm. some of each here. Uh, mm-hmm. That <clears throat> that video was made before the guy admitted that he would routinely deflate the balls, and but so, not deflate. It, it was a okay, matter not of not inflate okay, as much. Okay, let's not. Let's <laughs> wow. okay, Are you dehydrated? Before, I wanted to ask you something, Bill, because I am now in love with your Bill Nye Saves the World show on Netflix. Oh, turn I, it up I, loud. Are, do you contribute to uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's Star Talk? Are you a, yes. a part of that? Yes, club I'm a so, guest host. Host. Person. So you guys are not mortal enemies. No, no. I go to his place for Thanksgiving. He talks about it a lot on the show. He talks about okay. him being his friend. I just, But well, I, I only just... do that on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I just wondered if there was any kind of rivalry because you are two. You two oh, there's are the... a rivalry. Sure. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you're the bright lights of science right That's now. right. You, and so if, just to answer the next question, Neil could break me in half. Right, let me scratch <laughs> off that question. He's a wrestler. He still lifts weights. And so, however, he's, he I can very powerful. Him. I can okay. outrun him. Okay. Um, were either of you invited to Dr. Stephen Hawking's funeral? No, but we both met him. We, I wasn't. I don't. Neil may have been, but I met him back in um, 2005. I guess we gave him the Cosmos Award, mm-hmm. and he was very cool. You know, he was very funny. Uh, he was very dry. It's this thing that we all wish we could do. He would right. not waste his words. I I think. He, he, the level of science that he talked about was beyond the understanding of most of us. He left me confused every time I heard, tried. And well, I, know, I mean, when he says a brief history of time, what yeah. kind of sentence is that? <laughs> it's brilliant. 
I mean, I know that was his point was to try to dumb it down for even No, no, no. Know, He's trying to engage you. We don't like just a, a But stew. dumb it down is what those of us that are on the other no, end of it. No, yes. no, just no. Because if he look, doesn't simplify. dumb it down, I can't grasp it. Bill, the average person, I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's just me and I'm a dummy, will never understand a black hole, for instance. I just, yes, you will. I don't. I can't. I don't yes. know. I still don't know what that is. Okay, how, do you accept? Works. Do you accept that? You and the Earth have mutual gravity, and that's why when you jump up, you come back down. Certainly. All right. Can you imagine that light is pure energy, and uh, gravity is somehow influences everything? And gravity, if you have enough of it, can make light bend. Can you imagine? Sure. I yeah. I'm okay. going to say yes. I, so that I you have enough I'm, gravity. I think I'm still with you here. Gravity can make light bend. Okay. Yes. If you have to have a lot of gravity. But if okay. you do, light will, will, its path will bend, will curve. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, a star uh, glows because it's so massive. How massive is it? It crushes, <laughs> the, its mutual gravity of its stuff crushes together with such force that uh, the particles are fused very close together, and as they're fused, the forces that would keep them separate are released as pure energy, which we know as light and heat. Okay. So now imagine having so much stuff crushing together with so much <clears throat> that the light that would go and light and heat that would be emitted get bent right back into itself. Not oh. even light can escape from a star that is so massive we call it a black hole. A black hole is a star. It is? Of, uh, yes, of massive massiveness. Oh, black massive hole is a star? massiveness. Yes. <laughs> is that a black, scientific term? Uh, star <laughs> is a scientific <laughs> term. So is massive. And I Are presume there... in English we make up words massiveness. All right. Is it I, uh, I sort of followed that, Bill. Are there any scientific concepts that are real that other scientists understand that you don't? That are you, you kidding? Struggle? The world is full of things I don't understand, especially when it gets into modern genetics. My goodness, these people rattle off their cytosine, adenine. There are people who talk way over your head. Astatine. Well, yes. Yes. That's not an outrageous question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I mean, if you're a specialist in uh, fish ear bones, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> You know, a friend a guy I went to high school with. Is if I run into another <laughs> specialist on fish ear bones. No, but you can infer a lot about the, the water temperature and the fish diet by looking at their ear bones under a scanning electron microscope. Bill Nye Saves the World, currently airing on Netflix, or streaming, I guess would be more appropriate. And Bill's streaming latest, latest book is service. called Lost in the Jungle, Jack and the Geniuses, available wherever books are sold. Before we go, 60 seconds with the great Bill Nye. Yes. All right. Quick question, quick answer. Uh, what were you like in high school? The same, only more so. What ingredients make the perfect pizza? Oh, uh, spinach, uh, wheat, uh, yeast, uh, pecorino romano, salt and pepper, uh, olive oil. Have you ever had a weak moment where you said to yourself, science blows? I've said to myself, algebra is takes practice. Okay. It's not the same? <laughs> You're a Seattle Seahawks fan, right? Yeah. Why didn't they just hand the ball to Marshawn? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so the guy got carried away with college football style. I get it. Well, but these are professional athletes, superhumans. Well, we give the guy the ball and we're done. Well, well, watching, but it's only a game. All right, let me get this question in. While watching Bill Nye Saves the World on Netflix, did I or did I not see a guy doing sleight of hand card tricks for a monkey? Yeah. I did see that. Yes. Okay, cats and, or dogs? 
Oh, you need both, but I mean, my friends are dogs. What's up? Because I can talk with them. Because you can talk to dogs and they don't talk back? No, they, they, they're expressive. Okay. All right. So we're going to put that in the really, wind column for dogs. Okay. Really, my, my only friends are dogs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bill. Things just got sad. <laughs> no, they got, they got wistful. <laughs> thank, uh, thank you, sir. Country Hope music. We... I hope we see you again soon, my yes, friend. Yes, thanks, you guys. Carry on. Let's go out there, everyone, and dare I say it, change save the world. The world. <laughs> oh, save the world. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Hey, DJ Omar Khan. <laughs> hey, good morning. How are you? We've been seeing a lot of you in this uh, room lately. I know. The listeners love it, guys. Omar is the co-host of the very popular B-Team podcast that you can get wherever you get the Kevin and Bean podcast at krock.com or Apple Podcasts or whatever. So it's he and it's David King of Mexico and it's Beer Mug and it's a show about the show. Mm-hmm. They tell behind-the-scenes stories and the history of the Kevin and Bean show. How far into this are you? Like 30 episodes or something, uh, now, right? We just recorded episode 39 yesterday. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah. And there's so much stuff on, I don't listen to it, but I understand there's so much stuff <laughs> on the B-Team podcast that Kevin and I have no memory of doing. Yeah, so uh, Lightning was hoarding this hard drive with a bunch of old school Kevin Bean stuff from right. the early 90s that I've been going through. And uh, last episode, episode 38, I found a bit where you guys called LaToya Jackson to talk about her country record from Nashville to you. So, I was like, what? Why did, why did we do that? Um, <laughs> here, it doesn't it's sound a, like it's, something. It's an excellent question, and I have some audio that okay. I want to present for you guys. And I think uh, Michael Jackson had just married um, Lisa Marie Presley. Oh, okay. so it was to ask questions about the Jackson family. It's exactly. Okay. So but what year are we thinking here, Omar? I'm thinking 94-ish. Okay. Oh, ar- wow. Around there. And you guys weren't totally convinced that you guys should speak to LaToya, so you guys decide to, on the air, flip for it. All right, let's flip. <laughs> Seriously, let's flip. Let's just call her. We have, lighting, you have a coin? I have a nickel right here. You have a nickel? All right, nickel. let's flip. Flip on whether to call a toy or not? Heads? Well, first of all, Frank, our producer in the studio, are we going to get you in any kind of trouble? Who, who? What bridges are we burning here if we don't do the LaToya interview at all? Well, LaToya she is pretty worthless. Right. I'll grant Kevin she's pretty worthless. <laughs> Let's set this up for the fine K-Rock listening audience. Those of you who listen to this program, we think that LaToya Jackson, or at least I, this is Kevin speaking now, is a bag of hot air, has nothing to say, and the only reason she's famous is because she talks bad about her family. I agree with that. Oh, remember when she used to talk so badly about her family all the time? All the time. Ali, you remember that? Because you're don't. looking at me like I'm well, a dick. I'm just looking at you because that's your voice. <laughs> my voice. Uh, okay. I want to get me in on some of that so, action. Well, why would we want to talk to her? Because she has nothing to say. Heads will call her. Tails, we won't. All right. Here we go. Heads. All right. Best three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> best three out of five. Are we <laughs> bypassing two out of three? Yeah. Going right to three out of right five? Right to three out of five. No, what am I going to tell Jack Gordon? I mean, we, don't your, we don't care. We don't care. That's your what, problem. Uh, I dropped it there. What bridge are we burning if we... Uh... We're not. We're burning the whole... It's over that way. It's, it's, so Jack Gordon You can't is... drop the coin <laughs> <laughs> Alright What the hell are we doing? I don't know This is on the air guys <laughs> what, what, So we lost the coin And we're just <laughs> crawling around <laughs> On the ground? That, that's what's happening guys <laughs> What? <laughs> Why would anyone listen to this? Again Heads again That's two You know if you have to go through This much trouble to decide Whether to even do the interview You really shouldn't do the interview Tails Alright go two to one Alright Come on This is it this Tails Tails Two to two oh, ladies no. and gentlemen Oh deciding so it all comes down to this one right here. Come on, let's flip the coin. Dress. Don't make me go away on vacation. Heads! On a weekend of vacation, oh, haven't you talked to LaToya Jackson? Looks like Jackson. we're calling LaToya Jackson. <laughs> how, about a little, how about a little canned heat while we're waiting? <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 
Why? Why, why are we wasting this, this much time? We still haven't even got talked to Latoya. Why'd you go to Canned Heat? Why? Why'd we go to Canned Heat? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Was Being... that a song we were playing then? I don't know. No. It's K-Rock. I don't think so. Guys, you're asking us questions about a bit we did 24 <laughs> years ago. Why do you think so we would know this? so many bits. We don't remember most Listen, of this. I, I don't remember <laughs> ever flipping for a guest. That's Isn't that weird. Okay. And not just flipping, best of five. Yeah, well... <laughs> Being rightly pointed out, you're skipping right up or yeah. two out of three. All right, let's continue. So Jack Gordon, her husband manager, is also affiliated with John Wayne Bobbitt. Oh, that's we don't want to burn the John Wayne Bobbitt bridge, that's man. The connection. There's a lot of these big bridges we don't want. Hello? Okay. So that's how you guys got her. Uh, she was pimping out this country record. You okay. guys wanted it. You put the feelers out because you wanted to talk to somebody in the Michael Jackson family. Okay. Uh, about the marriage. And you finally get LaToya Jackson on the phone. LaToya Jackson. Hi. Hi there. I'm fine. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. Did we wake you up? No, you didn't. Okay. LaToya, have you ever heard of the band Canned Heat? They played Woodstock? <laughs> um, I'm afraid I haven't. You, you sound just like their lead singer. <laughs> I'm just noticing that today. You have the same voice as their lead singer. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, because we were listening to your CD from Nashville to you. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, we weren't, were we? No, we weren't listening to that CD. No. Why would we oh tell God. her that? Wait, her voice doesn't even sound like a real person, does it? It, it doesn't. She it always doesn't. had that little child yeah. voice. And she's pretty clueless. Really? And, yeah. <laughs> and so, so Bean tells her that, hey, your CD not only has a country vibe, but it also has a little Las Vegas feel to it. And she disagrees. And you guys decide to put her on hold and talk behind her back. Oh. Okay, hold on, Latoya. Just a minute. She doesn't sound. Can she hear us on hold? No, she doesn't she's sound like she um, like she knows what she's talking about. It's her album. <laughs> How can she listen to, listen to this music and tell me it's not Vegas? How can she not know it's Vegas? It's not country. She knows less about her album let's, than she does about Michael. Seriously, let's just end the conversation here and tell her things. Well, let's a, let's just ask her about the Michael Jackson thing, though. All I right. want to find out, you know, where she how she found out about it and stuff like that. Now, my recollection is that we weren't supposed to ask her about the Jackson family. That was That's probably all what she they, wanted that was probably to do rule. was promote yeah. her country album. Exactly. Right? And where do you guys go? <laughs> do you talk with Michael now? I haven't spoken with Michael in a long, long time. How, how long is a long time? Since before the, the Geraldo show? Because I know you went on the Geraldo show, and it seemed to me like you were being uh, rather unkind to your brother. Oh, no. No, I wasn't being unkind to him at all. Well, I mean, you were guessing that he was abusing children. And if that were me... I don't think this is the issue or what we should be talking about because that's, you know, we started the conversation off and then now we get on the family and I thought we were talking about me and my record instead of him. But again, I'm not here to talk about my family. I want to put that behind me and I want to move forward. Are you pretty much distancing yourself from the rest of the family? So if you want to talk about them, you can you can call them and give them a call and talk to them. Okay, thank you. See you later. Boom! <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Did you hang up for yes. I don't have time for that crap. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the exclusive Latoya Jackson interview. Why? Wow. Why would we flip a coin? I, I don't know, but I love it. I love that entire thing. We, we need. Let, hey, hey, Dave, you have a Latoya Jackson's number? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Bitter, predictable, whining disc jockeys. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. I love the uh, CBS Evening News Alley. We've talked about it before. I know. I, I know that uh, a lot of people don't uh, don't need a newscast like that anymore in the age of the internet. 
but I enjoy it. I enjoy Steve Hartman. All of his stories are some of my favorites. Yes, he does a great job. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm not sure if this was a Steve Hartman story or not, but I did see Rishi Sharma's story on the CBS Evening News recently, and it blew me away. He is 20 years old, and he has essentially dedicated his life to this nonprofit that he runs called Heroes of the Second World War. He is on a mission to do in-depth filmed interviews with World War II combat veterans while they're still alive. Because let's face it, World War II ended like 70 years ago or something like that. So these guys are getting near the end, and we're losing a bunch of them every single day. And Rishi has taken it upon himself to get their stories down on tape. It's a fascinating story for such a young man. Again, only 20, and he joins us on the phone right now. Where are you, in Colorado, Rishi? Yes, sir. Hey, we appreciate you jumping on. We know how busy you are. I was so blown away by your story for so many different reasons, but why don't you tell me where the idea came from? Hey, I need to get some cameras and some microphones in front of these veterans. Well, in all honesty, you know, ever since I was a little kid, I've always been interested, you know, in history and World War II. And, you know, I don't know what little boy, you know, didn't play Army and that kind of stuff. But for me, you know, my heroes weren't like sports celebrities or athletes or, you know, musicians. It was always the World War II combat veterans because they literally saved the world. So I used to, you know, read books about the war and I started, you know, calling up the veterans who would be featured in these books and it was such an amazing feeling to actually talk to this real-life hero who I just looked up on the Internet and who got his phone number and read him the passage in a book about him and hear his thoughts about, you know, what happened. But if I wanted to get in touch with some kind of useless person like the Kardashians, I would have to go through like a million people. And I realized, <laughs> you know, these heroes are all among us. So when I was in high school, I started riding my bike to the local uh, nursing and senior homes go meet with these veterans because every single uh, retirement community, which, you know, there's practically one in every city, they all mm-hmm. have these World War II veterans. And I just uh, uh, I started interviewing them, and I loved it so much that I, I started ditching class to go do it because I would learn more talking to them than I was in school. And when I graduated, uh, I realized, you know, this is what I want to do. And I decided to not go to college or anything. And, uh, my mission is to meet and interview two to three World War II combat veterans a day till the last one passes away. And I've just been driving across the states doing that since. I've been to like, I think, 43 or 44 of the states now. Wow. I've done just over 850 interviews. I'm sorry, how many interviews, Rishi? Just over 850. Oh, my wow. That's, that's It's unbelievable. And, and where did you grow up? What town did you grow up in? Agora Hills, California. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you went to, so you were riding your bike, and then when you got your license, you started driving everything within a day's distance. And then at some point, you just hit the road and kind of made this your full time thing, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it just got bigger and bigger. You know, at first, I was just, you know, riding my bike to go meet the veterans, and then the local paper did a story, and people started calling me saying, you know, my dad's a World War II veteran, or, you know, my grandpa's a World War II veteran. And, I, I just kind of kept expanding my radius, and I kept doing interviews in California, and then eventually the Associated Press picked up the story, and that went national, and that's what led to Steve Hartman and CBS. And what I love about this is you're filming all of these, and it's, it's essentially living history, and you're giving copies of this to their family, so then they can pass it down from generation to generation, because these stories are eventually going to be lost if you don't do this. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's so important that 
these veterans get interviewed, you know, while we have the technology, you know, mm-hmm. what, what's crazy to me is if a Civil War veteran came out of the grave, you know, all the news media would be begging him for an interview just for like five minutes of his time. And they'd be mm-hmm. using the nicest cameras and the fanciest equipment and they'd be on their knees begging. But what boggles my mind is we have that opportunity with the World War II veterans who are undoubtedly way cooler. <laughs> people, you know, are taking selfies. And I mean, it, I just feel that we have the technology, we have yeah. the know-how, and we have the means. It's so easy to find the veterans nowadays. You know, it's so easy transportation-wise to go meet them that people could be using, you know, their iPhones and their cameras to actually, you know, as a tool to capture history so that 200 years from now, People won't have to wonder what it was like for the World War II veterans. They'll understand what it's like to grow up in the Great Depression, you know, to lie about your age and go into the service because you wanted to fight, to see your friends getting killed around you, to have to go kill people, you know, after three or four years of that, then to come home and be told just to man up and move on because post-traumatic stress wasn't diagnosed back then. You know, they thought you were, you know, being a coward if you were scared. And they just went on to lead incredible lives. You know, they literally created the pillars of our society. We are uh, talking to Rishi Sharma here on the Kevin Bean Show. He's the founder of the Heroes of the Second World War, heroesofthesecondworldwar.org. You've done more with your life before 21 than the rest of us listening to you have done done in our whole (laughs) lives. It's it's an unbelievably moving thing that you're doing. And on behalf of uh, America, we thank you for that. We thank you for putting in the work to do this. Is there, before I let you go, sir, is there a place that people can see or hear the interviews you've conducted? Yeah, you know, what I would ask is, you know, if, if people can, you know, take the time and visit the nonprofit's website, heroes, H-E-R-O-E-S, of the Second World War, all spelled out, dot org. There are interviews on there, and uh, there's also interviews on a YouTube channel called Heroes of the Second World War. But what I really would request is anyone listening, if you know or you think you may know any World War II combat veterans, please reach out. My contact information is on the website. It's under contact us. I'm more than happy to try to get them interviewed. And even if you don't want me to interview them, please consider, you know, going and visit your grandpa, you know, today or tomorrow or your father and use your phone and just record them because when they're gone, they're gone. Rishi, thank you for making time to jump on the Kevin and Bean Show today, and uh, and thank you for uh, for what you're doing. We really we really appreciate it, and you're inspiring a lot of people. Well, I really appreciate you guys taking the time. And the, the last thing I'll say is just whoever is listening, please realize, you know, as tough as life, life gets today, you know, it, it really pales in comparison to what these heroes went through so that we can have a chance at life. And if you meet a veteran, you know, from any war or any conflict, just please let them know that you're grateful for your freedom and that you have an opportunity to wake up in a house that's not bombed out or that you can go up to anyone and you can say whatever you want without any fear of repercussion or that you can dream about, about what you want to do with your life 30, 40 years down the road because that's such a blessing. And real people, 17, 18, 19-year-old kids, you know, they didn't give up their lives, but their lives were taken and they never got an opportunity, you know, to really have kids or raise a family or sure. do what they wanted to do. We'll talk to you again. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye now. Well, we're a piece of crap. Wow. 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 Live, right? I'm just going to go ahead and kill myself today. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. But <laughs> no, he, I, I mean, he brings message, up such but... a good point. They are all over the place. Right. Nursing homes, retirement centers, 
And you know what? They just want to talk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's uh, great stuff. And we'll put up the yeah. link to Rishi's uh, site on all of our Kevin Bean social media as well. The Kevin Bean Show mornings on K Rock. K Rock. K Rock. K Rock. Sounds kind of boring. We talked to a remarkable young man, a Southern California man named Rishi Sharma, and he has made it his life's mission to drive around the country, can't rent a car, can't fly someplace to rent a car because he's not 21 yet, he told us. But he's driving around the country and he's interviewing World War II veterans while they're still alive. He knows that they are living, walking history. They've got a story to tell and he wants to get it down on tape before we lose them all. And then Omar reminded us that Beerbug was way ahead of his time in interviewing a World War II veteran. He's at the red carpet of what film, Muggs? This was the first Captain America that came out. I believe it was like 2012. Okay. Yeah. And Louis Samperini is there, mm-hmm. who is not only a World War II veteran, he's one of the most famous World War II veterans of all, because they even made a movie about him called Unbroken. This is a guy who was an Olympic distance runner. He ran for the United States in the 1936 Berlin Olympics. He was a World War II bombardier whose plane crashed, and he spent like three months in the water, right? Like th- drifting through shark-infested waters before he finally gets picked up, and then he gets put into a Japanese prison camp where he is tortured and Ugh. starved for two years. All right? They made a, a movie about this man's life. My God. As awful as all that was, talking to Beer Mug on this red carpet must have felt worse. Can I Here's just, can I just, before we play it, <laughs> I, I, for those listening, I have nothing but respect for Every veteran of war. Well, that shows in this interview. Yeah, World War II especially. But I just want people to know that I wasn't trying to be a dick. I was trying Mm -hmm. to be funny, which I'm clearly not. (laughs) Now, let's just listen. Mr. Louis Zamperini, a veteran of World War II. How you doing, sir? Well, I'm doing great for my age. Yeah, you look fantastic. Um, I was surprised to hear that an actual World War II vet was at the Captain America world premiere. And um, let me ask you, besides, you know... Getting a victorious win over the Axis powers. How was it like fighting with uh, Captain America himself? All right, stop right, stop right, stop, stop, stop right there, please. You can tell that you didn't have, and this is my favorite thing about Muggs when he does interviews. He starts a question, and he has no idea how it's going to end. He, yeah, I mean, hear I did, the wheels turning. And 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 by the way, no preparation on this, like I do. Mm-hmm. And so the publicist for Mr. Zamperini comes up and he says, would you like to interview a real-life World War II veteran? Yeah. I'm like, sure. Yeah, he's, he's a track right. He's in the Olympics. And yeah. he, you know, I was like, absolutely, bring him, bring him by, mm-hmm. not knowing anything about him. Right. But, your, but your, was your question really what was it like fighting with Captain America? I mean, did you think that the movie was real and there was no, a Captain America didn't... that he served side by side with? Of course not, Bean. I was just trying to, like I say, be clever and tie in the movie with the real life. Okay. And what, okay. Did, what did you expect the 90-year-old man to come back with? I don't know. I... That's the other thing. I, I understand you weren't prepared to interview a veteran of World War II. But you understand that he was 95 years old at the time. Yeah. Why go with the complexities of the movie tie-in question. and the hypothetical? Because yes. <laughs> I'm a right. dumbass. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's, hear what, uh, let's hear what he said. How was it like fighting with uh, Captain America himself? Uh, what was the question about? Did you meet uh, Steve Rogers himself? I don't, I don't Captain America? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, that's all right. It's all right. So, all Mr. Right, so uh, Mr. So you, du- you doubled down on the oh. concept, right? Which is he obviously didn't get it. He was just lost, deer in the headlights. So you thought you'd drive it home by asking it again? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I thought. All right. 
So, Mr. Uh, Mr. Zamperini, um, tell me what it was like <coughs> being imprisoned during oh my God. World War II. Okay, hold on. Real quick, before he answers this question. <laughs> this was a question I wanted to find out about. I wanted to, I, and it's probably touchy to ask a, a World War II veteran or any prisoner of war what it was like. I mean, well, you can obviously kind of guess what it was like, right? But you're on the red carpet at a movie premiere. How deep and dark do you want to go with his time in a Japanese prison camp? I mean, I clearly, th- I'm, I, I clearly think I'm a legitimate journalist here, and that's what I was doing. Right. Tell me what it was like being imprisoned during World War II. To get three rice balls a day. And uh, that's it. And they're subject to beatings almost on a daily basis. That is amazing. Three <laughs> rice balls a day, subject to daily beatings. I mean, if you've seen the movie Unbroken, you, you see yeah. what he went through. And my response is, that is that amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> well, because Muggs loves rice. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Flame! Hey, you guys, it's time for B-Mix's Guest. B-Mix's Guest, yeah. Ooh, ooh. B-Mix's Guest, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just want to tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for B-Mix's Guest. Yes. This is going to be the easiest and fastest round of B-Mix's Guest ever. Oh, no. And I'm not even lying about that. Oh, no. That's always a bad sign. Because it involves everyone's favorite band, possibly the biggest rock band in the world, and one of the best, the Foo Fighters. It involves the Foo Fighters, ladies and gentlemen. And I was fascinated on how big the Foo Fighters was, and I was looking yesterday on Spotify. And I want you to come up for me with the 10 most streamed Foo Fighters songs on Spotify. The 10 most popular Foo Fighters songs on Spotify. They have dozens and dozens of great songs that we play here on K-Rock. Okay. What are the top ten? Unfortunately, that's the only ones they break down in order is one to ten. So if you come up with number 11, I won't know it. I only have the top ten. But let's just uh, go around in order. Beer Mug, you're going to be playing this morning? Yeah. Allie McKay, you standing by? Sure. Kevin, you're at the head of the table. You get to go first. The most popular Foo Fighters song on Spotify with over 211 million streams. All-star. <laughs> I am sorry. I am sorry. No, it is what? not. It is not number eleven. It's probably number eleven. I think you're thinking of Smash Mouth. Oh, but right. Ex- excellent guess. Uh, Beer bug. What say you, sir? First song that came to mind was Everlong. It has to be Everlong. How about 211 million plus streams for That's that song? Crazy. By the way. That's insane. Yes, Miss Allie McKay. That uh, there goes my hero one. You're gonna say <laughs> that is the number five, the fifth most popular oh, wow. Foo Fighters song with over 85 million streams. Hmm. Kevin, comes around to you. Thong song. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Come on, song. again, might have been just outside the top ten. I'm sorry, no thong song. Bugsy, Monkey Wrench. Number eight, 49 million plus streams. Uh, Miss Ellen McKay. Run. Ooh, what a great song. That's a great song. Run is number nine with yeah. over 43 million streams. All right, so far so good. Kevin, I'm uh, looking at you. My humps. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. Right? I, I feel... Because neither start- of you saw that one coming. Wow. I'm starting to feel like you're not taking this seriously. How dare you? All right. Uh, Bugs, your turn. Um... 
Big Me? No, no Big Me. No. We played that to death for many, many years there in K-Rock, but I guess it has fallen off a little bit as more and more songs have become more popular to replace it. All right, not not a bad guess, though. Allie. Is someone getting the best, the best, the best, the best of you? Is someone getting the best? Number three. 165 million plus streams for Best of You by Foo Fighters. Uh, Chip, I'm going to need that tape as well. Yeah, right? <laughs> Kevin, you're up. Gangnam Style. Oh, oh come on now. Come on. Kevin's uh, not playing. No. I'm uh, playing. So you've gotten number one. You've gotten number three. You've gotten number five. You've got number eight. And you've got number nine. Mugs, let's try to fill in some blanks before we run out of time. All My Life. Uh, uh, yeah. How about All My Life? All my that is number six of the most popular Foo Fighters songs with over 77 million streams. Allie. Times Like These. No Times Like oh! These. Good guess. But again, they have so many songs. All right, let's go around one more time. Kevin, this is your chance to get on the board. Walk Like an Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bugs, your final guess. Learn to Mother F and Fly. Yeah. That is number four with over 128 million streams for Foo Fighters. Allie, your final guess, please. I'm just going to do a newer one. Sky is a Neighborhood. Sky is a Neighborhood. Sky yeah. is a Neighborhood. That is number 10. Great song, too, by the way. 41 million streams. You guys did really, really well. In fact, I think you only missed two. Was one of them the Pretender? One of them was the Pretender at oh. number two. So good. Great guess. And uh, the only other one you missed was uh, number seven. Number seven was their song, Walk. Man, you hear those back-to-back, and you realize why the Foo Fighters are such a great band. This has been Bean Makes This Guess. Bean Makes This Guess, yeah. The Kevin and Bean Show. It's a total disaster. On K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.